0: Welcome back to Emmaism, a philosophy podcast for students of philosophy, because that really is what we all are. Seekers of knowledge. Happy Friday, guys. I'm here today with an interview with Heidi Sondergaard Jensen, our um, philosopher in residence from the, na- <laughs> the 20th century. Um, today, we um, had a nice conversation over breakfast. Um, you know, featuring avocado tartines about um, premises. And so um, my mother has some lovely um, things to share about those. Thanks for being on.
1: Hey, Emma, I'm so happy to be with you. And thanks for giving me a few moments this morning. I was listening to your podcast from last week. uh, And it just made me think about premises and the importance of that they play in our everyday life um so academically, I know that that's really important to you you've you've been doing a lot of work on setting up logical arguments and how they flow and 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 such um and i I just wanted to call attention to the importance of premises, whether they're in uh you know news that we're listening to or arguments that we're making or positions we're we're putting forth in in papers um to just I I love to um, advocate that people recognize when they're dealing with one and whether or not it's a priori or whether you know even if you don't sort of go down the rabbit hole of of qualifying it and supporting it. Just um, I was imagining as I was listening to your podcast that when a premise would come up, you would sort of be really funny if you just stopped and said, "Warning, premise premise coming." <laughs> <laughs> think critically evaluate accept move on perhaps talk about later yeah so yeah
0: yeah I mean we were also talking about in this uh the conversation leading up to this podcast um we were saying well what if when I talk about premises I say you know this is something that wherever it is in the piece, it has a different meaning. If a premise comes up in the introduction or in the in an abstract, it's something that you have to take as um, true or al- almost, it has to be a priori because you have to accept that premise to even consider the argument I put forth. And then if it um, shows up, like a premise shows up in the argument piece of the um, writing, then you have to think critically about it because if you realize that an argument, what an argument really is, is a set of sentences or statements in premise-to-conclusion form, sometimes with two premises and a conclusion, but the conclusion has to necessarily follow from the premises, and if you disagree with the conclusion, then you're not just disagreeing with the conclusion, you're disagreeing with one of the premises that lead up to the conclusion because they necessarily imply it. Mm -hmm. So, when you're evaluating premises in an introduction versus in an argument in the structure of a paper, you have to think about the role of the premise and whether it's really meant to be taken as a priori or meant to be thought about critically. Um, for people who are evaluating conclusions of, you know, I guess controversial philosophical theories, then you have to look at the Premises, see, why would they even be compelling to someone in the first place? That's how you could really critique an argument. Um, just saying, why would this be compelling? What school of thought is this coming from? And, you know, why is it important to this argument? Um, do I agree with this premise? Which one do I disagree with? Because you're going to have to actually disagree with one of the premises if you're going to go against a theory, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that explanation. Um yeah so I I feel the need for us all to especially in this time of just so many questions and and issues and problems and and also feeling isolated during this time of covid yes. and, and not having normal social interactions to really challenge ourselves to kindly assess our our premises or premises that we're hearing and evaluate them and and not not sort of jump down on someone when you when you hear something you don't like but as you said critically think nurture the thought try to understand the different point of view and and come to it and ask yourself is this you know why did I choose this premise? What it is? What is it about this that that really supports my argument? That's always going to make a a much a, a super strong paper, even stronger. Um, I know you're you're starting to study linguistics and and mm-hmm. word choice and meaning and intentionality. Those are all really cool things to uh, to think about when you are developing your your positions on on certain things
0: yeah absolutely i mean so i wrote a um paper this semester on scientific realism and its plausibility for the explanation of um the success of the scientific method in plausible and like, you know, successful science, I guess. Um, and one of the, like the biggest pieces of feedback I got from my TA was the word choice I used in the argument construction for the support of my second premise of the main argument. And, um, I basically was trying to justify why science has both a metaphysical and an epistemological part. And um, in talking about that one premising, yes, indeed, science has a metaphysical and an epistemological part. I had to be very, very mindful of my word choice because if you are just trying to get something across vaguely and with like extravagant language which is often what people think philosophy is Mm -hmm. um (laughs) it's just not gonna work that's that's not gonna be a successful premise because if it's vague it's easy to poke holes in if it's something that you're using the wrong word for but it sounds smart it's just not gonna be a great premise um it's gonna be easy to criticize so i had i spent almost hours reworking like reconstructing this one premise that I thought played a pretty insignificant role, but, you know, it it was very, very significant for the um, conveying of my argument and the success of my paper. So you, you really have to think about, which not a lot of people think is one of the like main cruxes of philosophy, but you have to think about how can I say this in the most simple way that gets my point across like the most clearly. And I think that's something that's wildly overlooked in writing papers for philosophy.
1: I agree with you. And I'm also thinking about a practical, everyday application to, for example, my work in, in some prior careers that I, that I had um i worked in in marketing which is inevitably what you would consider the dark side after studying philosophy but i had a wonderful boss for many periods of, of the career but one in particular I'm thinking of in regards to language studied at Princeton, which I know is your rival, so you have to find, <laughs> okay? Um, and when we would present marketing communications to her, it would be excruciating having her go through each word and evaluating, is this what we really mean? Yep. Does this convey the notion, does this, is this the right word choice? And it would take a very long time, yes. but at the end of the day, it was just perfect and amazing and it helped the consumer understand what was happening. So mm-hmm. it was, it was a really valuable exercise.
0: Yeah. I think that off like tying this back to real life and like news where we often come into contact with premises that are opinions, They're mm-hmm. opinions at best. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know, I'm thinking about how the professional world really um, Hones in on word choice, but in the wrong way. It tries to create an illusion that you know what you're talking about, but you're also completely inaccessible because you're talking about it at such a higher degree that no one can really understand or combat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important to understand that, you know, like there are people who can argue or present very complicated ideas with very simple language and that is a virtue <laughs>
1: you're, you're also reminding me of my studies at boston college with professor john cleary uh he was a, a brilliant man and he was always one to Harken back to the ancient days where there were these great, quote unquote, not really great, but they were people, leaders who were swaying the population based on the emotions. Rhetoricians? Yes, absolutely. Just
0: like St. Augustine, (laughs) pre-Catholicism.
1: True philosophers really hate these people. (laughs) Sophists. (laughs) Sophists, exactly. That was, uh, that's correct. So... You know, we always have to be careful when when that's that's just sort of a warning sign when something is is so emotional. Yeah,
0: you 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 can't blow me up too much on this platform, or else I'll become a sophist (laughs) with this ad revenue. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you know, yeah, it's something you have to be mindful of, especially in like looking at the news, these people are rhetoricians (laughs) to
1: like the most boiled down degree. But to sort of go down another tangent or sort of, we're getting excited, (laughs) we're hitting things. Um, (laughs) uh, Just another path about, you know, sort of related to language and choice is, um, and philosophical studies is when you start to look at other languages and the terms that they have for different philosophical ideas, it's really exciting and cool. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm thinking about yeah, Dasein. <laughs> <laughs> but we will that's probably a spoiler alert for For another podcast. Stuff. Emma yeah. and I are really into Dasein. We're not even gonna tell you any I mean, I'm not gonna I mean, you know. To.
0: You you have to like think about ling- linguistics really and the the roots of the foundational beliefs and values that you hold and where that comes from because we couldn't really convey any of this without language um you know like language is a vehicle for idea proliferation really
1: and and, and even sorry i'm was just okay. gonna stop because you gave me an oat latte and it had probably too much caffeine in it I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, but um you know with language and with um, you know, assuming language is verbal, language mm-hmm. is also written, language is also... Signed. Signed. We know that from, from your hearing <laughs> disability. Uh, languages in different languages. language I also believe mathematics is, is I also is think language. mathematics is and, language. And, and I, language and I think the there, there, I think there is so much... For language so we have a lot of avenues to pursue to to communicate which is our art I mean it's dance Incre- mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a ballet dancer so,
0: yeah there's yeah. there's so many ways in which you can convey just a set of I guess uh, like emotions um a set of beliefs set of values again um there but you know like I think one of the most important for philosophy is written because once something's written it's um it's almost like, like uh, f- eternal in a way. Yeah, imm- yeah. It's immortalized yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, it and reminds me of like a Stephen King quote from The Shining. Actually, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's just saying that the that um, you know writing is like the so in The Shining. There's this person that like writes and like he wrote because he had to write because it was what writing is supposed to do. The aim of all literature. The truth has to come out. It always will um so it's just so to bring it
1: back to premises mm-hmm. you know how do we i mean i'm even thinking there's just there's more work to be done there's yeah more, there is more I work mean, to what be is done premise of a of a dance of the beginning of you know what is your what it, it, there's just a lot to be done so there, yeah so think about premises mm-hmm. and, and recognize
0: Absolutely. So, premises are truths written by a philosopher because they wouldn't have them as premises in an argument if it wasn't to be taken as true and and necessarily following. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be... Um, something that way they would think is absolutely subjective because it's it is a argument made by the philosopher to create a coherent argument
1: I mean this might be crazy but you're making me think of Descartes and you know just kind of Mm -hmm. going all the way back to what am I and you know and and just legitimize it you know establishing the foundation for existence yeah
0: Descartes is Um. one of the best philosophers to think about premises even though you know He's continental, I, I would say, because he does not write in the analytic tradition, but, you know, he, he thinks about, like, the a priori things you can take as true, and he, like, whittles it down to, like, saying, like, well, I am because I think, and, you know, like, that's, that's just the kind of, like, yeah. like sort of, like, like, baseline a priori thing that you can take, and then he builds up from there an argument.
1: I, now you're, you're giving me so many ideas like it would be so cool to, to think about philosophy and mindfulness and present moment and, mm-hmm. and then taking a departure um, from that point through, through to what you're doing but perhaps to just sort of wrap it up I, yeah. I would love to put a challenge out there for people mm-hmm. for the next week and then hopefully for their life to yeah. recognize premises be mm-hmm. aware of them and play with them have fun with them think about them Mm-hmm. and understand how they fit into your everydayness and yes. how they fit into your uh, the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. So this is so fun, Emma. Thank you for indulging me and thank you for my tate latte.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'll round this out so it's almost 15 minutes even, but I think that it's a good thought experiment to think about the ways in which you present yourself and the premises you put out because, you know, just... Being you and holding your character, you have to employ different theories and you should really consider the premises you take to be true and how they shape your values and beliefs. But um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I look forward to having you next time and keep up the critical thought.